Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, aired right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. We are so excited to be featured live globally. We want to welcome everyone to this national show for the entire community. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is truly a show for all of us. We bring an array of topics and guests to the table. We do aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and shape lives in a positive and game-changing manner. Stay connected with this show. Today, we have one of the very best with us. I have an exclusive one-on-one conversation with the Olympic gold winner swimmer, Cullen Jones. Knowledge is power, and sharing knowledge is even more powerful. This conversation will truly inspire you. This young man is doing some monumental things in the community. Be prepared to be motivated and truly impressed. Please be certain that the kids witness this upcoming conversation. I believe we will learn something this evening, all of us. Real talk for real people. We have a mover and a shaker with us, the famous and well-respected Cullen Jones. Quickly, right now is shout-out corner time, and as many of you know, this is a time where we briefly say hello and express acknowledgement to our loyal listeners and supporters worldwide. First up, hello to the renowned Swim Center out of Atlanta Metropolitan. I do believe we have some future Cullen Jones taking lessons with Jennifer Hill and her crew. Job well done. And lastly, hello to the Dallas Mustangs swim team out of Dallas, Texas. Keep up the great work in the pool and outside of the pool. Do you want a shout-out from Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton? Share your good news with us. Simply email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Again, that's letstalkshana at gmail.com. And I will put your fantastic news on the air. Right now, we will quickly go over our words of inspiration for today's show. This is a segment on the show where I provide quotations and statements I personally find profound. Today we have the famous Mahatma Gandhi, who once said, in a gentle way, you can shake up the world. Again, the late great Gandhi once said, in a gentle way, you can shake up the world. Everyone, my take on this, keep pushing for a better tomorrow. Find your way to shine your light and keep pushing. Speaking of pushing for a better tomorrow, we have one of the best with us. I am so excited about this show. The one and only Olympic gold medalist Cullen Jones joins us today, and everyone truly knows his name. He's a world-class athlete and philanthropist. Cullen Jones burst onto the swimming scene in the 2005 World University Games. He easily won the gold medal in the 50 freestyle and became the first very first African-American male to win a gold medal at the World University Games. 
Cullen continues to dominate the 50-meter sprint event and has also become a threat in the 100-meter freestyle. At the 2006 Pan Pacific Games, Cullen became the first African-American to break a world record in swimming in an Olympic contested event as part of the USA's 4x100 freestyle relay team. He also won the 50-meter freestyle swimming, the fastest time in the world for 2006. Cullen was a four-time ACC champion and 2006 NCAA champion from North Carolina State University. Cullen proved that he is one of the swiftest swimmers on the planet in 2008 when he became the second African-American in history to win an Olympic gold medal in swimming. An ambassador for African-American swimmers, Jones wanted to shadow stereotypes one lap at a time, eager to spread his message that, oh yeah, black kids can swim too. Jones accomplished that by helping the 4x100 freestyle relay team win the gold medal in a comeback for all ages at the Olympics. And I know many of you remember that dramatic moment. In his spare time, he gives back to the community through motivational speaking, youth clinics, and even private lessons. Working with USA Swimming Foundation's Make a Splash program, Cullen is dedicated to helping minorities learn how to swim. We are so excited to have Cullen Jones with us today on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Welcome, Cullen. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, the honor is all of ours. We're so excited to have you on this show. You really are a hero to the national community. And I want to start off the conversation with saying thank you for all that you do personally and professionally. Pleasure. I, I, I've always uh, thought that I felt like as soon as I um, achieved my goal, I had to give back, especially to my own community. Oh, awesome, awesome. Let's get right into it. Cullen, what drives your passion to promote children to learn how to swim, especially minority kids? Well, because uh, at the tender age of five, I almost drowned myself. And, oh, um, no. Having my parents there to... to even be there to supervise me and for me to still be able to go underwater is something that um, shocked and definitely amazes a lot of people. Um, and that's something that is unfortunately not always the case for so many, so many children that unfortunately go underwater and never are heard from again. I was lucky enough to uh, be resuscitated and um, come back and my mom got me to swim lessons immediately. Wow. So you actually experienced a pretty dramatic incident yourself where you nearly drowned. Yes, yes, and um, it, it's, it's so interesting that um, all throughout all of my travels throughout the U.S. and talking and hearing so many people's different stories, their stories aren't that different. Either they had a, a near drowning from being um, too, too far out in the ocean yeah. or they had that crazy uncle that threw them in the water and expected them to survival okay. wall. So um, there, there's so many stories that I hear every day, and some of them tragic, some of them um, it, it's really a testament towards why they start to learn how to swim. Wow. So after that dramatic experience, that really encouraged and really pushed you or your parents, per se, to really get you in the water and teach you the proper skills of swimming. Absolutely. Well, my dad knew how to stay afloat. My mom really didn't know how to swim. And, you know, I think even having one parent that says, you know, this is something that's a priority, we need to do this, um, many times that could save the child's life. Uh, unfortunately, so many parents out there don't see swimming as a priority, and it, it takes an, an unfortunate um, 
situation for them to understand how important swimming is. You're absolutely correct, especially communities all throughout the United States. And I can personally say that's why I'm elated with joy that someone of your celebrity statue or status, will you, gets the message out that so many kids, especially minority kids, really need to feel comfortable and know the safety of water. It's very true. Um, and so many people think that it's so expensive and it's kind of hard to get it. I mean, I lived in, in the inner city, and, yes, there were pools. Many of them were closed down. But we found a way. Um, yeah. And so many people say, you know, it's so expensive, it's so expensive. But then I see, you know, people wearing the newest sneakers out there or the newest clothes out yeah. there. It's really just changing the, the perception that, you know, this is something that we shouldn't be embarrassed about. It's something yeah. we need to know how to do. And once you learn how to do it, you never forget. Yes, absolutely. Get the conversation going, and we thank you for your platform. Now, Cullen, you've accomplished a great deal throughout your entire life. You're well-known. You're famous all over the world. But in your opinion, what's your biggest achievement and why? Uh, I would honestly say my biggest achievement was um, signing on to the Make a Splash Initiative. Uh, Philip 66 and the USA Swimming Foundation approached me in 2009 um, really in 2008, and we started in 2009, to get kids water safe. Um, okay. And I know a lot of people expect me to say the world record gold medal or, yeah. or the medals in London, but um, really what got me back on target um, for London was doing Make a Splash, going from city to city, talking to kids that, you know, almost drown or kids that are terrified of the water, and I saw myself in them, and that's what kind of made me, you know, love the sport and, and just, you know, it revived my, my interest. I've been doing this for almost 20 or for 20 years now, so um, even I sometimes need a, a little, uh, uh, need to fall back in love with the sport. Yes, amazing, and you're being influenced by the children you're helping. You know, Colin, speaking of that, who or what inspires you? Um, I would say my parents did quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. They were they were big big hands in my life. Um, even when my dad passed, um, before he passed, he told me to go out there and, and get it. And I didn't really understand at the time what he meant, but um, I definitely do now. My mom is still a very very steady uh, force in my life, and uh, just wanting to overall give back. Um, I, I was born Baptist, so the the. The duty of service is something that's just kind of built into me. Wow. And so it's fair to say that you were fortunate or blessed enough to have parents who encourage you to really reach for the stars. Absolutely. And I know that's not always the case with so many kids that I talk to. Um, I'm happy to to be able, I mean, I I talk to kids on on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and I I get flooded with emails and um, all types of different situations. And, And the biggest thing that I always tell those kids Never give up because you never know. I mean, there were many times that, I mean, it wasn't always great when I was trying to train for the Olympics or trying to train to make college or, you know, even just getting through studies sometimes. But as long as I kept my head up and continued and tried to be positive with it, it all worked out in the end. So I try to give that message to kids. Stay positive, certainly. What do you envision your legacy to be 100 years from now? You know, that we started it here in 2009 with the Make a Splash Initiative. Um, yeah, I know that in my lifetime I'd like to see um, more diversity in swimming and in the sport of swimming, but more importantly, these drowning rates to go down. Yes. It's such a, it's a, there's no reason why children should drown. No. Unfortunately, some things can happen, but, I mean, 
mean, the drowning rates as bad as they are, it's the second leading cause of accidental death under the age of 14, and it's something that's preventable. That's right. Um, it's just getting swim lessons. So um, we started in 2009. We've reached over 2.1 uh, 2 million kids now. So we're, we're, we're starting it here. I know in my lifetime I might not see it, but um, that, that's kind of my legacy, and I'd like to see that footprint um, in the next, uh, next hundred years. Inspirational vision for your own legacy. You know, I know you speak a lot about adversity and motivation. What's your message to the national community regarding adversity and motivation? Um, you know, like I said, it's changing the perception, um, especially when it comes to minorities. Um, there's so many other things, there's so many perils that we go through that in, in the inner cities or, or, or family issues that we, we have to strive and overcome. Um, but the first thing we do every summer, because our kids want to sit back and go, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. We yes. And go swim. And I think a lot of people don't realize what you're asking of a lifeguard. You have a, a couple of lifeguards. You have one lifeguard that's watching 500 kids. Yes. I mean, it's a very hard thing to do when you just allow your kids, you drop them off, and you say, all right, go, go have fun. You know, and if they don't have the proper tools or, and the proper instruction, um, it's unfortunate, but it's Bad things can happen, and we would like to change that. Mm. And you're on your way doing that quite well, quite well. I'm so, <laughs> You are. You're doing an amazing job. Now, we've got to ask this because you've got you on the show. What's going on professionally with you right now? Um, professionally, right now, uh, I'm gearing up for the next year. Um, professionally, uh, I have a couple of uh, sponsors that um, I travel around the world giving different speeches and talks about you know, overcoming adversity, the the similarities between business and sport. Um, there's a lot of different things that we uh, that, that I'm doing um, for my professionally, um, but uh, I'm definitely the number one goal is is gearing up for uh, uh, pack trials this next year. Uh, we're going to Australia. I, I think I want to get it. I want my uh, ticket stamped. I want to go. <laughs> nice. You were going to ask you that, so. So it's fair to say that we will see you in the next Summer Olympics? Oh, well, the next Summer Olympics is in Rio in 2016. Yes. We, ever, we always have meets every year, so this next stepping stone is Pack, and um, I'm definitely excited about going. I will be there. Um, I'm training hard. and uh, This this last year I, I was definitely training, but I was I was doing other things, trying to, you know, spice it up for myself. And, okay. You know, one of the things is, is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And what I did <laughs> last year, I need to do it all over again. That's right, because you've done an amazing job at it and winning at it. Now, so we have a lot of different listeners nationwide that listen to this show. And you've got to tell us this. What's a typical workout session for a world-class athlete like you? Wow. Um, I do about, when I averaged it out, it's a week. It's about 30 hours of training. Um, wow. Swimming, lifting, and training room. I mean, it, it's, it's a very, very strenuous job. Um, two days a week I do double practices. Um, and when I say double practices, I mean in the water. And sometimes it's swim, lift, swim. So I could be working out for, for six hours in one day. Um, those are not good days. <laughs> those are tough days. Um, but That's a tough job you have there. I'm sorry? That's a tough job that you have there. It is. It is a tough job. It's funny. I have a lot of friends that live the, the cubicle life, and when I say I'm at home playing, you know, video games in the middle of the day, they're like, oh, your life's so great. And I'm like, I'm going to go to practice and get beat up again. So, no, it's not that great. You're like sitting down and playing this video game is a much-needed break. Yes, I need to, 
like clear my head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you on that. You know, what advice do you have for an aspiring young swimmer who wants to be like a Cullen Jones one day? Because there's so many kids out there that do, certainly. You know, I have a son that swims. I, I have nephews or nieces. And everyone knows your name. You're really an inspiration for our community. But what advice do you have for them inside and outside of the pool? You know, the biggest thing that I always tell children is, is whatever you decide to do, if you want to swim, Never give up. Dare to be different, though. Do something different. I know tons of people that do basketball, football, track, and there's nothing against that because I did all of those sports growing up, too. But don't be afraid to do something different. We can play golf. We can play tennis. I think we've proven that. We can definitely be great in the pool. So um, definitely tell the kids, you know, keep your head up. Do right by your studies. Listen to your parents. But uh, have fun with it. I mean, it's, it's sport is fun. Um, no matter what you're in, we do it because we love it. That's right. Lasting, uplifting words from a world-class athlete, a philanthropist, and just an all-around good guy, Cullen Jones. Thanks for joining us today. But first, before you get out of here, how can our listeners learn more about you and your current initiatives? Oh, it's, it's very simple. I am on every social media. You can uh, follow me um, at, at Cullen Jones on Twitter and Instagram, Cullen Jones. Um, I have a fan page on Facebook. Um, and to learn more about Make a Splash, it's just makeasplash.org. You can sign up your own children uh, or another child that you know that doesn't know how to swim and maybe won't be able to get those swim lessons. You can sign them up thanks to Phil 66 and USA Swimming Foundation. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Cullen Jones, thank you for joining us today. Again, you're a world-class athlete, a top swimmer. You're just a role model for any kid of any culture or diverse group. Thank you, and keep up all the great work. I definitely will, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We are quickly approaching the end of the show, but before we officially get out of here, I want to share something powerful with you. As many of you know, this nation recently celebrated the 50th anniversary March on Washington, D.C., where many years prior, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was quite instrumental. I want to share an inspirational speech with you that Dr. King once delivered. It doesn't get any better than this. We will share an excerpt from I See the Promised Land. I See the Promised Land. As you know, If I were standing at the beginning of time with the possibility of general and panoramic view of the whole human history up to now, and the Almighty said to me, Martin Luther King, which age would you like to live in? I would take my mental flight by Egypt through, or rather through the Red Sea, through the wilderness on towards the promised land. And in spite of its magnificence, I wouldn't stop there. I would move on to Greece and take my mind to Mount Olympus. And I would see Plato, Aristotle, and Socrates assembled around the Parthenon as they discussed the great and eternal issues of reality. But I wouldn't stop there. I would go on even to the great heyday of the Roman Empire. And I would see developments around there through various emperors and leaders. But I wouldn't stop there. I would even come up to the day of the Renaissance and get a quick picture of all that the Renaissance did for the cultural and aesthetic life of man. Oh, but I wouldn't stop there. I would even go by the way of the man of whom I'm named after in his habitat. 
And I would watch Martin Luther as he tacked his 95 theses on the door at the church in Wittenberg. Oh, but I wouldn't stop there. I would come up even to 1863 and watch a vacillating president by the name of Abraham Lincoln finally come to the conclusion that he had signed, that he had to sign the Emancipation Proclamation. But I wouldn't stop there. I would even come up to the early 30s and see a man grappling with the problems of the bankruptcy of his nation and come up with an eloquent cry that we have nothing to fear but fear itself. But I wouldn't stop there. Strangely enough, I would turn to the Almighty and say, if you allow me to live just a few years in the second half of the 20th century, I will be happy. Now, that's a strange statement to make because the world is all messed up. The nation is sick. Trouble is in the land. Confusion all around. That's a strange statement. But I know somehow that only when it is dark enough can you see the stars. And I see God working in this period of the 20th century in a way that men in some strange way are responding Something is happening to our world. The masses of people are rising up. And wherever they are assembled today, whether they are in Johannesburg, South Africa, Nairobi, Kenya, Accra, Ghana, New York City, Atlanta, Georgia, Jackson, Mississippi, or Memphis, Tennessee, the cry is always the same. We want to be free. And another reason that I'm happy to live in this period is that we have been forced to a point where we're going to have to grapple with the problems that men have been trying to grapple with throughout history. But the demands didn't force them to do it. Survival demands that we grapple with them. Men for years now have been talking about war and peace, but now no longer can they just talk about it. It is no longer a choice between violence and nonviolence in this world. It's nonviolence or non-existence. That is where we are today, and also in the human rights revolution. If something isn't done and in a hurry to bring the colored peoples of the world out of their long years of poverty, their long years of hurt and neglect, the whole world is doomed. Now, I'm just happy that God has allowed me to live in this period to see what is unfolding. A powerful speech once delivered by a brave and courageous man. May we all use individuals who were game changers, who were mover and shakers, who were brave enough to stand in front of crowds or even forces that seemed unbearable. May we all be inspired by their actions and their words. And, of course, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. inspired the world. Powerful, beautiful words by the late, great Dr. King. Everyone, please stay tuned in to the show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Our next show will be next Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the popular Blog Talk Radio Network. More dynamic guests and relevant topics to come. Check out our upcoming show schedule at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton. 
We are a positive show for the entire community. This is a family show. Stay connected. Stay informed. Simply stay empowered. Until next time, America, let's talk. All content original. Copyright 2013 by Shana Thornton. The tunes of jazz musician John Porter will take us home. Take care, everybody.